It's Showtime Synergy, the latest review podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network is coming. So join TFG1 Mike, Nicole Hailstorm, and myself, Lady Wreck, as we will be reviewing all 65 episodes of Gem and the Holograms in a 25-episode-long podcast. You can find Showtime Synergy on iTunes and geekcastradio.com. We are the truly outrageous podcast that you want to be listening to. Welcome to Mass Mayhem. This is episode 30. This is the finale. We made it. We survived. I am your host, Steve Jim and Mike. Joining me is Toon Master Tim. Hello again. Yes. At the very end of this podcast, you'll hear a clip with uh, Kevin Optimus Solo Thompson and I um, before the uh, the end credits thing. Or I might do, I might actually play the end, the, the extended credit uh, theme song that one of our listeners sent us and... Uh, I might play that, then I might throw in the Ferris Bueller clip of, what, it's over, go home, what are you still doing here? And then I'll put in Kevin's clip to kind of end the show and kind of put it on a shebang. Uh, in the clip, Kevin and I just, you know, he just talks about how excited he was to do this and, you know, to watch Mask again, and then after watching X number of episodes, it just kind of lost interest. <laughs> You know, and I'm not one of these people that if I start something, I have to finish it. I cannot not finish something. Yeah. Uh, no matter how horrible the torture is. I mean, those last, I think episode 28 and 29, we were both going to throw up during the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, Mask is, you know, it's almost 30 years old. It'll be 30 years old next year in 2015. It. It's like, you know, those things, and we and we said this last few episodes of the podcast, we basically over-romanticize the memories that we have watching this cartoon. Like, as kids, kids don't, okay, certain kids analyze things, but most kids just watch cartoons to watch them and enjoy them, and the concept of Mask, you know, Transformers meets G.I. Joe, and, you know, vehicles that transform with, you know, drivers that are kind of not necessarily military-based, but you know what I mean? It's like, the concept is sound. The execution is crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's built on a wonderful premise. Honestly, you know, you have really cool vehicles. You have the the suits and the incredible mask, and they all have powers. And, and not only that, but hey, the vehicles transform into other vehicles. Um, so you mm -hmm. basically get two toys in one. It was it was really neat. It's just that, like you said, the execution just wasn't there. They basically had a, a show Bible that must have said, okay, you know, everything has to be a treasure hunt or, or <laughs> in the case of the racing series, uh, you know, a, a race of some kind uh, for something that we, you know, that doesn't really have anything to do with the episode. You know, sometimes it, we don't even really find out what the, the purpose of it is. But um, it's just a missed opportunity. I mean, because it's such a great idea and they really did develop some pretty cool characters. You know, I mean, these characters do have some backstory. It's just that they right. didn't even use that and execute it well during the episodes. You know, Hondo is a historian that I don't know if that ever came into play. If it did, it was very seldom ever in the well, episodes. Yeah, he was a history teacher, but yeah. see, that's the thing. They, you know, they basically forego the black character on the show for the French character or the Venezuelan character. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Hondo is in a total of 10 episodes or less out of all 75. That's a damn shame. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying is, like, you know, here they are. They're going to all these exotic locations. They're, uh, you know, after buried treasure, and there's all these historical references to things that have happened in the past, yet 
you know, here, and here's a great opportunity to bring in a character like Hondo who could, you know, have the knowledge of that backstory and add another element to the story itself. Um, and they just don't use that. Same way they don't use uh, Bruce Sato, who is a, you know, a toy designer and engineer, uh, or Gloria, who is also a martial artist. You know, I would like to have seen those aspects of those characters brought into the stories rather than just have them basically just standing there being around. And really the only, only way they really integrated them into the episodes was based on what vehicle that they had, you know, okay, well we need a vehicle that flies. So we're going to have this character or we need an amphibious vehicle. So let's bring in this character. And that was really the, the most use we got out of those characters and very little backstory. Yeah, like if they if they had gone in to create and craft a story that was based around the whole fact that, you know, Matt's brother got killed and in in the development of the technology or something like that or, you know, I don't know, just something that was I don't know, something that was a little bit more um you know, <laughs> yeah, something that would have been viable. Yeah, it would have, would have been more viable and interesting. It would have pulled us into the stories rather than just have it be, you know, just some shot and like some three or four second bit of animation when we call to whatever team member is going to be on the mission this week. Right, right. And you know, I, I was taking a look at the the box set from Shop Factory, which is is a beautifully done set. I mean. Thank goodness, you know, mm-hmm. Shop Factory put this out. As always, they do an excellent job on the series that they uh, produce. But, you know, if you read the back of, of the boss on the synopsis of what's, what Venom is or what uh, Mask is all about, you know, uh-huh. it, it talks about the, the Marvel Armor Strike Command and Matt Tracker is a millionaire and he puts this team together. And it mentions some of the team members of Mask and their backstories. And it even talks about how... Um, you know, Venom is this evil organization and is responsible for the death of Matt Tracker's teenage brother. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that. Why didn't we see that in the show somewhere, or at least, you know, a reference to it? We wouldn't necessarily have to see, you know, the death of Matt's brother. Yeah, you know, they weren't going to do that during an 80s cartoon, let's face it. Right. Well, I mean, they did already kill Optimus and they nearly killed Duke, so mm-hmm. why not? You know, why not? I mean, but yeah, you're right. It's just. We didn't get that. We didn't. Yeah. Again, I, I hate to compare it to something I'm already doing in production to, to air next year on GCRN, but you look at Mask and you look at Gem of the Holograms. You actually have a writer that wants to craft intellectually stimulating stories in Gem of the Holograms with Christy Marks. And then you have the people that wrote for this show, for Mask. And it's like. I don't. I honestly don't know what's worse, the the cartoons for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and Adventures of Super Mario Brothers Three and Super Mario World, or Mask at this point because, I mean, those are you know the the Mario cartoons they're five ten minutes so they're they're half the time or three fourths the time of what a Mask episode is, and sometimes they're better than this show and it's like that I should not be able to say that. <laughs> Because there are a lot of Mario cartoons out there from the past that are just... But overall, the concept is great. I loved watching the show as a kid. Today, I still love the theme song. I still love seeing the toys. Um, You know, so, you know, as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, you know, two years ago uh, or so, or however the heck long this, this show's been running, I honestly don't remember off the top of my head. Um... You know, I I was the only kid out of my friends that had Boulder Hill. And I had Thunderhawk, I had Switchblade, I had Rhino. I'm sure I had Gator or I know I had Raven because uh, Raven is essentially the carbon copy but slightly different version of Thunderhawk. Um, I'm not sure if I had Gator because Gator was a water kind of thing and I'm not sh- I don't remember that one, but... I mean, I would love to see the toys come back. Like, you know, Mattel, 
I mean, I know Massey is Hasbro and all that stuff, but Mattel mm-hmm. d- has done, you know, the Masters of the Universe Classics line, and, and Hasbro has the new G.I. Joe lines and everything else. And I would love to see five to six inch, like, fully fig, you know, fully functional, fully uh, articulated, sculpted mask figures with helmets with the vehicles i'd love to see an updated version of boulder hill and toys um i just think it would be really really awesome to bring some sort of recognition back to the franchise and come up with something that is like if you're going to come up with a new cartoon series called mask or you know i mean we've seen thundercats we've seen a new voltron series we you know transformers television cartoons have never gone away yeah uh, there, there might have been a few brief moments between 91 and 96 uh, after G1 and before Beast Wars, but, you know, we had a He-Man reboot in 2002. We, we've had all these reboots, and I know everyone, including myself, are really sick of reboots at times, but honestly, Mask needs something. Mask needs a cartoon. It needs a movie. It needs, I would say, a cartoon series, because you can do a lot more. There's a lot more room. It needs a fully developed written storyline from the continuity of the fact that Matt's teenage brother got killed and somehow he and Miles teamed up to, to, to create the mask technology and we need something new. We need something today that I don't want to say erases our memories of what mask was but mm-hmm. improves upon them. Because it just... Uh, oh, yeah. Out of all the... Uh, no, I, I, no I, I totally agree. I think that, you know, as you said, we are tired of, of things being revived that, that should, you know, be left alone. But sometimes they can be done well, and some things are ripe for revival. And I think that, you know, this is a great opportunity to take what was, you know, a good property, but one that didn't really have the kind of success that I'm sure that they had hoped for. Um, when they looked right. at other shows at, at the time that were so successful, like, um, you know, He-Man had already come uh, around. Uh, they'd seen the success of G.I. Joe and Transformers um, and other shows. So I, I'm sure that they were disappointed that Mask didn't do better. Um, it, it, I'm sure it sold a lot of toys and, and it, you know, those toys were popular, but um, it just didn't have the longevity. I mean, we talked about this on on the show is that, you know, there aren't the big conventions, there aren't, you know, adults wearing mask t-shirts and, and baseball caps and different things. I, I don't see a lot of mask fan websites. Um, not, not to say that they're not out there, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you, if you total them up and compare them to other shows at that time, I mean, even Jim, you know, you talked about Jim and the holograms, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mass just doesn't measure up. So I think that it is one of those properties that has, you know, a large part been forgotten by a lot of people. You know, it's been 30 years now. So I definitely think that it's it's one of those shows that could be revived. And, and you talked about there might be a possibility of, you know, some fans trying to get a, a Kickstarter going or, or they're getting a Kickstarter going to try to get a masked movie made. You know, right. anything like that I think would be great. And And sometimes it works out, like you said, uh, Thundercats, you know, the newest He-Man. I thought those were, were excellent shows. I mean, they didn't get picked up for, uh, you know, further, further seasons. Season. Yeah, I mean, I know He-Man was on for, I think, two or three seasons. Yeah, it was like, it was like two and a half, three, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and sadly, Thundercats was, you know, it was really one. hitting its stride, yeah, and they, they only yeah. got one season. But yeah, you know, I think this is a, this is a good property that could be revived, and and definitely it could be better the second time around. Oh, absolutely! It really, really could. Um, I, you know, like I said, I honestly, you know, looking through these these uh, this series and these these episodes. Um, I really think my only absolute favorite one was, um, I'm trying to think here. Um, Counterclockwise Caper, I know, was one. Yeah, was that the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
episode 24, season one, episode 24, Counterclockwise Caper. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dug that one. All of the other ones have interesting things that I like, and but sadly, the, the, the bad stuff outweighs the good. I mean, I hate to say this, but this might be the one cartoon review podcast I wish I had never produced. <laughs> it, like... As much as I enjoyed, you know, discussing it with you and, and you know, Kevin and I starting this and everything else and, and discussing it with him, as much as I enjoy us talking about it, as we've said in the last three episodes, the content is just god awful. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to get through, no, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, you sit down to watch a, a series like this, and you know, it's sixty-five half-hour episodes. That's a lot of time to invest into a show that you don't really like that much. Yep. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you can go back and revisit old shows and they're maybe not the greatest, but they're still somewhat entertaining. You know, it's like a, a B movie or something. You know, you're still getting something out of it. You recognize that it's not the greatest quality, but it's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't describe this show. It's just it's just so mm-hmm. dreadful. I mean, uh, you know, I've gone back and watched a lot of older cartoons uh Battle of the Planets is one of the oldest cartoons I remember watching as a kid. You know, I've got some of those on DVD, the uh, American updates to uh, what was originally called Gatcha Man. Um, and they had to heavily edit the original Japanese versions because of all the violence and things in those at the time. And they invented this character, Zevin Zark Seven, who was a robot underwater, supposedly at the base uh, mm-hmm. of operations for the team. You know, kind of like a T-Bob character that the kids are supposed to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would insert shots of him where the violence was. That they were cutting out of the episodes. Uh, and they, you know, sort of what they did with, with uh, Voltron and other cartoons mm-hmm. like that, Robotech and things. Um, but I've even watched the original versions. And, you know, there are bad episodes here and there. But, you know, there's, there's some pretty decent ones scattered in about them, too. And, and you know, it's it's so it's, it's fun to watch it. You know, I still continue to watch them. I don't, you know, watch them very regularly. But, you know, I'm not, like, hating on it and, and not wanting to return to it. But Mask, I, I just had, like you, I had such high hopes for it. And I think, uh, the, you know, the listeners would feel the same way, that, you know, it has such a great premise. It, it seems like a very exciting show, very cool designs. And then you watch it. <laughs> yeah, it is just you know, treasure hunt after treasure hunt, or you know, some way to uh, steal money from some vault somewhere or something, or you know, <laughs> it, it just gets so old after a while. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I wish they would take the concept of it and put a story behind it. You can still use the concept of Matt Tracker and the Mask Team, Miles Mayhem, and the Venom Team, along with their transformable vehicles. You can still do that. Yeah. But you gotta write a damn good, mind-blowingly awesome story behind it. Yeah, I mean, you even look at Jim that you mentioned. I mean, there's continuity in Jim. There's character development in Jim. Yep. You know, they don't have that mask. How can they how could they miss that mark with with this? I mean, how could you not have some character development? How could you not have some continuity? Not even one two-parter episode in this series. That's a travesty. Nope. Yep. Considering that's what the 80s was built on was multi-part arcs. You know, most 80s series, GI Joe, Transformers, Gem, um uh, Voltron uh, started with five, you know, anywhere between three and five multi-part arcs to open their series to get us pulled in. Mm-hmm. And it, Mask just doesn't do it. They just don't. Yeah. Um, and and I, I honestly think what it is is it's because of who... It's probably because of who um, is the producer on it. It's not a like. It's because of the company. Like okay, you look at Gem, 
and G.I. Joe and Transformers, those are all three Sunbow properties, Sunbow Productions. While I'm sure they all have their flaws, you know, mm-hmm. not saying they don't, no. but, uh, you know, they did those shows very, very well and very successfully. And Mask was successful to a point, but I, I just don't think Deke Entertainment cared. I, ju- I just don't think they cared. I mean, if you look at at their um at their uh at their productions i mean it you know um in animated series they had uh decode entertainment hell if it, let's see here uh let's see deke um they have done a uh, lot of a lot of series uh, they have ones, you know yeah you know they, they had the little littles they had inspector gadget Inspector Gadget might be the best series that they've ever done. Mm, um, the, well, the, I, I well, like the real Ghostbusters at first. Well, yes, but... It was a good series, though. They did a good job with yeah, Inspector Gadget. Um, you know, they did Dennis the Menace. They, I mean, they have all these... Okay, they do have a lot of really good, you know, dinosaurs. Uh, you know, they, they do have a lot of really good television series here. Cops, as, as cheesy as it is. Oh, I love cops. Um, <laughs> you know, um, they even did um, the power team. Oh my god! But uh, you know, Wizard of Oz, Captain N, New Kids. Oh my god, New Kids on the Block. Holy crap! Um, you know, so I mean, they did do. They do. You know, looking through Deke's little thing here on Wikipedia, they have a lot of really cool shows. I just think yeah. some of them were handled poorly than the others. Yeah, I, I really think that uh, even more so than the studio, it, it comes down to the creative individuals behind the show because, yeah. you know, we, we look at the list of, of writers and voice actors credited on this series. You just don't have the caliber of creators on it that you do for these other shows. You know, I mean, you talk about He-Man, you've got Paul Dini, you've got Larry Dottilio, um, you know, um, Michael Reeves, and, you know, these writers who have, you know, have influences outside of, of television, and they have, you know, they, they pick influences uh, from movies and from books and, and other media, and they don't play down to children, you know, they, they yeah. come in and they, they come in with fresh ideas and they say, okay, you know, we've got this property and yeah, I'm running a kid's series, but you know what? I'm going to write something that's fun that I'm going to enjoy. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we get, you know, characters, you know, new characters like, you know, Larry Dottilio and on He-Man, you know, he's, he's produced the, the series of stories with Granamir, this dragon on He-Man. You know, it's something that he created. He liked dragons. He brought that into the story. Um, and, you know, to this point, has done, well, this point of the uh, podcast, the episodes that we've watched of He-Man, he's done three episodes with that character. Yeah. Um, it, it's that kind of writing that, you know, is lacking in the series, unfortunately. So I, I really think that it comes down to that. And the voice acting, you know, we talked about before is just... It's just awful. I mean, it's really doesn't measure up to a lot of other shows. And, you know, Deke, they did a good job with, with their voice acting, um, casting and stuff with their shows. I mean, I look at this list of shows that you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, there are some very memorable action and comedy series on here. So, you know, they know, they know how to do it. I just don't think they had the right team behind Mask. Right, right. I mean, you know, like we said, the the toys were incredible. They, were, you know, I'm I'm looking at a couple of them now. Um, uh, I, uh, I still think the only one that I don't like out of all the toys that they've done, and I know you're gonna disagree with this, but. Uh, what the hell were they thinking with Volcano? 
What the hell? I mean, the toy, it, it, it functions like it does in the show, where the cab opens up and, and all this and all that, and um, it just, I just don't know what they were thinking. Um, yeah, you just, you just keep hating on that volcano, man. It's just... Yeah, I, I can I can see that even with the toy. I mean, it doesn't have the best battle mode, but you know, with the toys as you were talking about before, I w- I really would love to see them do um, you know reproductions, even of the original molds that they still had those. Right. Because yeah. you know they did the same thing with some uh, well with He Man. You mentioned that. Um, I've got the one of the anniversary one of the anniversary sets. I think it was maybe the twenty fifth anniversary or something. They did um, uh-huh. reproductions of the original figures so i've got uh the he-man and battle cat uh two-pack and i've got the skeletor and panthor two-pack right um, so so those are great and then you know sticking with the he-man line like you said you've got the uh, maddie collector line of figures for he-man where they've updated them with new molds yeah man i, I would really would love to see see that done with mask um of course it's a different toy company it's not mattel in this case it's kenner Right, well, Kenner, I think, is now... I think they're now a part of Hasbro. I thought Hasbro bought them out. I could be wrong, but... Okay. Um, I think that was the case. Uh, yeah, and we know that Hasbro is still very active with their properties. You know, they're just looking for opportunities would... to make more money and produce more content, so there's always possibility that, you know, we, we might see something. Yeah, I mean, well, you would think that... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the company was closed by its corporate parent Hasbro in 2000. So, uh, 1947, throughout its history, Kenner Brand produced several highly merchandise lines, including the original series of Star Wars action figures. So, at some point during the history of it, um, uh, Kenner Parker was acquired by Tonka in 87. Under Tonka management, Kenner Products was division. Tonka, including Kenner, was purchased by the toy company Hasbro midnight. So Hasbro has owned Kenner since 91. They closed it in 2000. So they closed it 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But if they still own the rights to the Kenner properties and they want to make, you know, everybody under the sun, you know, uh, a good buddy of mine, well, not a good, good buddy of mine, but um, a friend of mine on Facebook and YouTube, wherever else, Randall Nick, he and uh, Dr. Smoove do these Transformers G.I. Joe mashups because everybody wants to see, you know, Flint uh, flying in Power Glider, you know, uh, Cobra Commander flying in Starscream or something like that. You would think with what ma- what the concept of mask is, you know, it's basically Transformers meets G.I. Joe. And you would think that Hasbro would want to reinvigorate that and put something behind it and actually craft a new... Like, I would love to... Like I already said, you know, a few minutes ago on the show here, if we had mask toys for today's standards of toy making... That would get the nostalgia buffs like us for the '80s properties. That would get us out in droves to the toy stores. It 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 just seems to me like mask for for Hasbro now would would make them a hell of a lot of money. And I know they probably won't do it because there is a there's this whole thing, and this has been going on since God knows how years and years, decades and decades. If in order to have a you know profitable toy line you have to have a television series or cartoon series you know yeah kind of going with it and you know working at it and you know getting people out there to buy the toys i understand that i i you know i i think it's a cop-out that you need to have you know the toys to sell the cartoon and the cartoon to sell the toys but um not necessarily a cop-out but i think it's just it's just ridiculous uh yeah but they could do so much with this. They really, really could. Yeah, I, I agree. As we've been talking, I've just been thinking about what would I want. You know, I, I'm envisioning. You'd want that. You'd you'd want volcano, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I would, but I would want uh, rhino more. Um, well, yeah. So I just I'm just 
thinking, what would I want in an updated mass series? And if I were at the helm, I would, I would say, you know, pay homage to the original series and have the story be at least the, have a five parter. Okay. To open it like they did with Transformers right. Prime, like they've done with G.I. Joe and, and other series. And basically mesh season one and season two and have there be a need for the team to go after a treasure or, or something. You know, basically have to go after a big treasure uh, for some reason and have to race to different locations to get the treasure and have to race against Venom to beat them there for it. Um, I, I think that would be really cool. Of course, you know, bring in the characters, you know, develop their backstories, use uh, what they do in their daily lives in the stories rather than just have it be there in the background. You know, use that more. And, you know, now we're in the age where we have a lot of CGI shows. And I think this is where they could do a really great job of masks because the vehicles would obviously be CGI. And maybe it would be an all-CGI show, but I actually would like to see them do a 2D animated show with CGI vehicles thrown in. Because now mm. we've gotten to the point where they can do CGI vehicles that don't look out of place with 2D animation. Right. I mean, right. they really can do a good job of blending them. Sometimes, yes, I mean, they do look a little too smooth. They're maybe a little bit too blocky. But I really think it can work. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think it could work too. Um, it. I'm gonna link. This is gonna be in the show notes uh, for this post. But there's a page on Facebook. Um, I believe you linked it to me, and somebody else linked it to me, where they show um, mask vehicles in real life. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Uh, I I believe the page is. I'm trying to look here. Uh, Mobile Armored Strike Command uh, uh, Games and Toys. It's uh, facebook.com slash masktoy. And um, they have an album on here where it's uh, it it's people designed you know and colored these these cars and trucks as the mask designs. You know, you've got Thunderhawk on here. You've got Rhino. You've got Hurricane, you've got Manta, you've got Fire Force, you've got uh, Wolf Beast, you've got Firecracker, you've got Shark, uh, you've got Detonator. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link this album in the post so people can see these because these vehicles make me, you know, really say that, hey, look, if, if Mr. Explosion can uh, create four... Transformers movies with, you know, billion dollar robots in them. Why can't we have a mask movie or a mask television series? Yeah. That it that is live action, you know. And with all the technology we have today, mask would be so simple to do. It really really would. I mean, it, you know, you don't because they're not giant robots like Transformers are, you don't need that much of a like Thunderhawk. The doors open and the and the and the jets come out of the back. Mm -hmm. uh, Rhino, um, you know the the ram in the front comes out and and the and the stacks come down as laser laser cannons. I think the only one they might have a problem with is Switchblade. They might not have a problem with it, but they could because it's a helicopter and and a jet as well. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, it would be amazing. It really, really would. There's so much potential. Yeah. Say, you know, we've said it the last 30 episodes. I'm sure other people online have said it. I'm sure there are other people out there that ha that have love for this series. And I did too as a kid. As an adult, I don't think I'll ever watch this cartoon ever again. Except for the theme song. I really, really don't. Yeah, I'm not going to have any desire really to go back and watch it. <laughs> I, I don't see any reason to. I mean, you know, one or two episodes, maybe, but watching the series on a whole, 
Probably not. Oh, no. I, I definitely won't be going through the entire series again. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure at some point, you know, maybe, maybe 10, 15 years from now, something, I might go, wow, I've got that mess that's sitting over there. Let me, it can't be as bad as I thought it was. Let me try it out one, one more time. Yeah, I mean, I probably watched maybe an episode here or there, but I'm definitely not going to go through the whole thing. Yeah. And, and you know, you're talking about the, the vehicles. Even in the uh, the toy commercials, they had what looked like real-life vehicles and, and people dressed up as members right. of masks. Um, you can catch those on YouTube, obviously, so um, people should go there and check them out. But, I mean, that was almost 30 years ago. And what else did we have in the 80s? We had... Knight Rider, and we had uh, Airwolf. I think you know those shows did really well and were successful, and and had a component there of some transforming vehicles. I mean, it could be done. I mean, we we're, we have we have the, the computers, the CGI has advanced so far. Um, I just watched Transformers Four recently, and I mean, what they've done with the Transformers movies, whether you like them or not, that you can you know see the animate the uh, the computer animation has just matured so much that it's really not going to be that difficult to imagine a mask movie um, or maybe even a mask TV show. I, I personally would love to see a cartoon series. Right. But yeah, it would be, be neat if they did a, a, a movie too. Oh God, can you, I, I know they would never do this because it costs too much. Hence why, you know, Transformers Prime kind of went away. But, I mean, it, the, the series did end, and it ended great, but uh, the cost productions for that show were through the roof. Yeah. But can you imagine a mask series in the style of Transformers Prime? Oh. Like, the the, the the 3D vehicles and all this and all, all that. Oh, God, that would be amazing. I, it, it, it just would. Yeah, I think it would. Um, anything else you want to say about masks, sir? Just that, uh, you know, it's one of disappointment. I I really had hoped to enjoy this series. I was very excited about the announcement of the DVDs so that we could finally see it and see it in decent quality. Um, right. But again, I, I think the strong suit here is the toys. They're, they're fantastic. They're great. Um, and, and, of course, the theme song I really enjoy. But the show as a whole... It's just not very good. So, you know, watch it at your own risk. <laughs> you have been warned. Um, it, yeah. it has a few moments, but on the whole, it just it just isn't very entertaining. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of not. Yeah, I can't uh, recommend it. I really can't. I, I hate to say that, but, you know. I hate I to say it, too. I, yeah, I, I just can't recommend it. Um, all right, so I think that's going to do it for us here in Mass Mayhem. Uh, thank you to everyone for being so patient and waiting a few years for us to finish this podcast. I'm so sorry we didn't get it done at the time. Um, uh, you know, I've kind of already said this. I'll kind of premiere the announcement here. Coming up next year... Uh, for the GCRN's review podcasts that I do, uh, myself and my two friends, uh, Nicole Hailstorm and Amy Lady Wreck, uh, we are in current production on Showtime Synergy. We are doing a gem review podcast. Um, this one is in advanced pre-production, so when the episodes air, uh, we won't... We'll respond to the website comments if you guys comment on geekcastradio.com, but we're not really promoting it as being able to send an email or anything like that uh, because we are fast-tracking the production uh, because Amy is currently X number of months pregnant as of this recording. So I wanted to be able to get her to do the podcast before she has her third child. Um because once that third child comes, she's not going to have any time to podcast. <laughs> so uh, so we are adding two new ladies to the GeekCast Radio Network next year in Jim's 30th anniversary. 
so far on the production of Showtime Synergy, I I keep telling Amy and Nicole I'm sending you guys my 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 facial reconstruction bills because every time I have the two of them on, every time we record, I cannot stop laughing. <laughs> it's just I, no offense to anyone that I've ever worked with, but recording with them might be the most fun I've had in six to seven years of podcasting. Uh, just every episode just leaves me in stitches. Um, so I can't wait for you guys to hear Showtime Synergy, the upcoming gem review podcast here on the Geekcast Radio Network. We are going through all 65 episodes of Gem. Um, so far, as of this recording, we are up to episode... 11 or 12 of the podcast, which is like the middle of season two of Gem and the Holograms. Uh, very much fun. Again, thank you to everybody who has stuck with us here on Mast Mayhem. It has been an interesting journey to get this show done. Um, you know, I, 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 I again, I want to thank Kevin and also curse Kevin since he brought up the idea for us to even do this show. <laughs> and then he abandoned me, jerk. Anyway, <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, wa I want to thank Kevin for us, you know, starting this and being able to do it and being able to look back on it, whether it be fondly or not. I want to thank you, Tim, for, for, for coming on and basically being the Superman of this show and saving the damn thing <laughs> from just lingering. Sure, um, no problem. And, you know, thank you very much for asking me. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Outside of the Gem Show, I don't know what other review shows the GCR is going to have have in the future. For some strange reason, as we've been recording this, I I have flashing in my head uh, something uh, my buddy Optobotomus said when we did a Wars episode together. I'm thinking of doing a Thunderhawks and Silvercats podcast, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing that or not. <laughs> so, um. Thank you so much, everybody. Visit geekcastradio.com. Uh, call the voicemail line, 502-526-5821. Thank you for uh, enduring with us here on Mass Mayhem, the torture that has been Mask Mobile Armored Strike Command. Um, I am TF2 with Mike with... Toon Master Tim. And remember, podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Illusion is the ultimate weapon. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Just kind of... I want you to be on the episode somehow, damn it. It's only, it's only right since you're the one that actually made me go through this torture. Because you're like, hey, let's do a mask podcast. Yeah, buddy. Uh. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, TFU and Mike still here on Mass Mayhem's episode 30. Uh, the grand finale. Uh, you've just heard Toon Master Tim and I have a general discussion on the series overall, the toys and everything else. But I think it's only fair that the man that made me go through the four years of torture or two years of torture. It seems like four. It seems like a friggin' eternity since we started this show. The man that came up with the idea for me, for us to do this podcast, Optimus Solo, is back on Mass Mayhem. Hello, sir. I am back. <laughs> only, only to admit, finally, that it was actually um, my work with Venom um, to set you up for this. It was my, uh, it was my right, secret plan right. this whole time to get you to have to go through the torture of watching all of the Mast episodes while I could uh, take a <laughs> quick, quick trip down memory lane and then jettison out and leave you and Tim to have to suffer through the rest. Um, no, I have mean... You seen, have you watched any of the other season one or season no. two episodes? You haven't watched anything since episode no. four? Okay. Nor will I probably ever. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm just kidding. I, I, I liked the idea of Mask. It, you know, it was a fond memories, even though I don't remember watching the show a ton, and I didn't have many of the toys, but I remember the toys being cool that my friends had. Um, so I was like, oh, that would be cool to check out that series and actually watch it you know, since I didn't really watch it that much as a kid. I mean, I watched it, but not like yeah. I did some of the other cartoons. So I thought it would be a fun trip. Um, and it was a, a fun trip at first. Um, and then it just became a very bad series that I thought was better than it was. I'm See, this just proves, though, that I'm not one of those people. Everyone always accuses you, if you like anything from your childhood, you're, you know, nostalgic, nostalgic crazed, or you're watching through Rose 
tinted glasses, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's actually kind of bullshit. Um, and it's just a cop-out that people like to say when somebody likes something from you know their childhood and they don't because they're from a different generation or whatever. Um, I don't like things just because they're from my childhood. And I am fully ready 100% to admit when stuff is bad from my childhood. Mask is bad from my childhood. The cartoon is bad. All right, the toys okay. are cool. The the cartoon was bad. I will admit that. Transformers, um, you know, some of those other series has its, has its moments. Um, aren't they bad. all have their moments? Yeah, they all have their moments. But this one is just well. Every series God. has good and bad moments. But I'm just saying, overall, Transformers. I can still watch. It's still fun. I still enjoy it. Yep, absolutely. Mask. I can't watch. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's kind of the... I mean, if you're wanting to relive Mask, you can watch one episode. It's basically the same episode for the entire series over and over and over again, um, which consists of uh, T-Bob and uh, whatchamacallit being, um, you know, the annoying kid and sidekick characters um, become, you know, they travel to different parts of the world. There's some type of um, crucial artifact or important power that is mm-hmm. withheld in something that mask is or that venom's going to have at some point and then drop and then uh after they drop it mask will recover it and then save the day have you um so you, you don't remember the racing series at all no i never watched the racing oh, series okay. i'm not into racing the, oh, yeah we know um or i know uh the racing series the only time scott and t-bob are in it is one psa <laughs> and Scott Scott by himself is in another PSA. And in episode 28 and 29 of the podcast, Tim and I were complaining. I was complaining that, wow, I really miss Scott and T. As much as I hate them, I really miss seeing them in the episode. And the racing series is nothing other than the two teams racing against each other. Sometimes there's a plot of what Venom wants to get, but they don't even drop it, like physically drop whatever it is. They just drop it out of the... You know, you're right. Certain things with anything are going to have good and bad moments, but at least in Transformers, there are a lot of good moments that we can talk about. There are a lot of bad moments, but there are a lot of good... Mask's problem, outside of the music and the theme song itself, Mask's problem is consistently bad like one episode the the las vegas gold episode whatever the name of the ep- the 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 gold the counterfeit caper or whatever the hell it was where miles was had some magnetic thing that was taking the money out of all the casino that's the only real good episode i liked out of the entire series and it's just consistently bad it really, really is. I mean, well, it's just consistently. This feel just feels like repetitive. That's the problem yeah. with masks because they don't change it up enough. They don't, um, they don't switch it up enough. I mean, the theme song's great. The toys were cool and unique. That's about the highlights of Mask. Yeah. So you've moved on to a bunch of other stuff since you've been on Mass Mayhem. Um, we brought the telecast back. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're bringing GCRN Retro back. Yes. Um, we're doing GCR uh, Wars stuff. Yeah, we're doing GCR Wars stuff. more episodes this stuff. year than we ever have on that podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. the whole He-Man venture. Yeah, and then coming up uh, in 2015, we've got the whole She-Ra adventure that'll be coming up. And there's also one other uh, side project that uh, I might have up my sleeve. What's that? Um, oh, that's yet to be mentioned. Right. So, well... You know, so, all right. So we got folks, a lot of stuff so... going on, and I don't have time for mask. <laughs> My time was much more better spent with these other things. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thanks to Master Tim for filling in. Yeah, yeah. You think? Um, <laughs> and I mean, I, I I love working with Tim. I said it in this episode. I've said it in the last, you know, fifteen episodes. I love working with him, but it's just the content is just so bad in this series. So. Um, that's Mass Mayhem, folks. We're done. It's out. It's completed. Never uh, to be revisited. I, uh, no, never. This is the... You know, sometimes, where, like, um, I broached uh, Steve Megatron with this, of going back and doing Beast Wars, Beast Machines commentaries on certain episodes for the Beast Unleashed to get that podcast to 30 episodes. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever it was, or to get it to 50 episodes or whatever. This is one, Mask is one show I would never be able to do commentary and on. And even when we redo the animated series Top 100 at some point in the future, the only time you'll hear Mask mention is for us to apologize for ranking it in our first uh, <laughs> countdown, and that we will rectify that by leaving it off of the next countdown. <laughs> That's it. All right, folks. So go check out uh, Tales of Eternia, the Powers of Grayskull, Tales of Eternia. That's our He-Man show. As we said, coming up in 2015, we've got, uh, you know, Powers of Grayskull, Myths of Etheria, which is the She-Ra show that's coming up. I have got with uh, Lady Wreck and Beagles Diva, we are doing Showtime Synergy, which is our gem review podcast. So that's, that's really, like, you want to talk about a show that has some really damn good writing. That's a show that has some good writing. There are a lot of things that are eh with that show in certain moments, but overall consistently good i don't think i've rated anything to this point in the production of that podcast i don't think i've rated anything under a three nice <laughs> so any final words sir um no enjoy mask uh for what it is listen to the theme song play with the toys don't watch the show <laughs> remember podcasting is the ultimate weapon we are done we are done